Yeah, hello everybody. We are doing an interview with Maud Gourdon, which we have here today. We, that is Bachira Ross and me, Olaf Winkler. And um, yeah, we would like to learn a bit more about your work, which is quite interesting because it's somehow, um, let's say, not changing, but maybe synthesized between communication and art. And it's, it's really like opening up several layers of work. And to get closer to that, And specifically your artworks, which are quite often presented in forms of installations, but using text as well, other disciplines maybe being entangled in that. Um, maybe it's nice if you if you describe, because this is purely acoustic, a tiny bit one of your last works, like for example, there was one which I don't want to pronounce, Hero Lingu Linguistic Tale. Um, maybe you can describe how it was presented and then from there on we try to understand how it works. Ah yes, so the project, uh, the uh, the yeah, the long title was Terro Linguistic Tale: A Verse of Worm Dots and Seed Lines, and uh, so it was amazing. Where was it uh, presented? It was presented uh, at Casco in Leuven mm -hmm. because uh, I work with Chantal Van Reid for this project, and so we make a residency of six months together and then present the result of our research. Uh, so, uh, yeah, basically it was an installation uh, with sculptures and uh, some drawings. Um, so, and it was a bit difficult but to explain like this, but there are some like sculptures in woods and it was really this uh, clear woods that the worms like to eat, I mean, because it's really tender. And so around these woods that are like, pillar or columns, there was some uh, other little sculpture placed on it and that was basically pattern like a mold, I know, of uh, worms that, yeah, in the woods. So you just allowed the worms to go in the woods and create mm, the pattern? We just collect like uh, woods in the forest that was already eaten by worms mm -hmm. but that didn't contain worms anymore. <laughs> Or sometimes it's also beetles who made these kind of patterns. But you didn't breed them, you, you didn't have like a biological lab with all the No, 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 no. But uh, Chantal went to a biological museum or something and they... Uh, They had a lot of these, like a little collections. So first, it's a, it appeared to us really as a language, like, uh, and so we start from this and try to decipher this message, but uh, with a fictional approach, like not too much, like strict about what we have to find, uh, yeah, really a code behind that. But we find it really interesting to start with. A bit the smallest language you can find in a way like uh, like worms are really. Wait, before we talk about the interpretation, how did the um, the drawings look like? Um, I, it wasn't. I, I said drawings, but it was more like uh, how you call it. It's a photographic process, cyanotype. Mm -hmm. So it's really a basic photographic process uh, that you mix two chemicals together. And that of, of, of course, like photo sensible. Mm -hmm. So you have only two colors, like uh, one is the paper you choose and uh, the other is the blue. It's really typical of this blue. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, on it, we, we place only like seeds that we find also in the forest in the idea that the seeds, uh, of course, contain 
like the future development of all plants. Mm -hmm. And so also is a kind of a capsule of language or of promises of a bigger language, let's say. So it's the smallest units of a bigger language. So we really start from the worms and the seeds that are really like, yeah, I mean, we imagine that it could be the smallest language of our universe, like in a way. Do you know, actually, you talked with um, a specialist uh, biologist and talked about the patterns of uh, worms, how they, they go about, and it doesn't have something of a communication between them? Between them? Um, not really, but through the pattern, you can uh, see a bit the family relationship they have or colony relationship they have. So it's mostly this because you see that there is a main line and uh, after there is smaller line who is like, yeah, making a kind of a constellation. And so through it, you can read a part, let's say a small part of the life of a colony. So it's more this, the language is more a family language. Yeah, it's a form of behavior, life. more like anthropology yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, worms. Yeah, okay. but it's look like, I mean, it's look like also, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was walking, I always take a stick to help me uh, and to play with it. And some has this pattern. And for me, I didn't uh, link it to an animal pattern. I, I had really the sensation it was an old tribe who sculpted the, the stick in a way. So for me, I really analyze it as a fictional and unknown language. So I, I mean, I find it interesting that, yeah, quickly you have the sensation it's letters or something mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so, uh, to go back to the project. So, uh, yeah, we really wanted to analyze it as a language. And so, um, the, the seeds, I mean, of course, when we place it on the paper, it's only like make really tiny little shape, like a little circle or little oval. And, um, we link it to, uh, this, um, Hinduist concept, uh, what we call, which is called Bindu. And the uh, Bindu is the, for, for them, it's the smallest mark of the universe. Mm -hmm. So it's only like a point, a dot. And you can see they make painting with dots. So. Who are the Hindus? Hmm? The Hindu? Yeah, like it's in different culture, mm -hmm. but there's maybe mm -hmm. I saw it there. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so there is this representation as a little comic strip to explain the the start of the creation. Mm -hmm. So you have one point, just one, just a dot, and then the dot multiplied and then the whole universe is created. So we find it also like funny again, it's the smallest mark of the universe. So we make a whole story like this and linked it all together. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, so then we just use this to more narrate a story, a kind of a fictional story. So there you might have like a story or the universe might have a story, but you use this language to create a language of your own. You kind of you told your own story. About yeah, yeah. Okay. Parallel As if you, to the yeah, reality. If you want to, I have to make your own story of the beginning, let's say, of the, of the universe. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. And this help, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and did it help you to decide? Oh, so you you did place it place it in space in a gallery situation. Yeah. Uh, so it was sort of curated by you, or did you add color, or did you decide how to uh, place it uh, horizontally or lying it down? 
according to the language you created for your design? Mm, yeah, visually, we wanted to create a kind of a written, mm -hmm. like because it was mostly so the worms make lines or dots, uh, depending, and the seeds were more like, uh, like points. So we really wanted also in the space to have this kind of a rhythm of line and dot that also make us think of the, like the, the basic language of uh, Morse. Mm -hmm. I don't know it, if it's the same yeah. in English, but line, dot, dot, that creates also words for the one who can understand this language. So it was really this idea or to have a good, yeah, rhythm. So it's just a language in 3D in a way. It's like walking through a strange language and you try to connect the elements and sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it makes sense. Um, and we also use some uh, organic materials like uh, a bit as um, it was melons, the skin of the melons, we mm -hmm. use it mm -hmm. to cover some parts of the sculptures who are in wood. We cover it a bit, some parts with uh, skin, melon skins that we dry and that we treat in a way as vegetal leather. So... Yeah. How did you link it uh, conceptually? It was really one? strange. I really wanted to have a connection with the organic, uh, of course, uh, because the seeds and also the worms, there was something that attracted me with the way of using really basic, pro uh, yeah, simple process, really. Uh, and so I start to, to, yeah, to look as this new trend of doing, uh, uh yeah, vegetal leather. So I, I watch little science, uh, Uh, TV show and uh, tutorials in a way. And so I, I, I just say, okay, I will, I will try just to have fun. And I try with the maroon and I make after that, I discover it was really difficult to, that it doesn't uh, rot in a way and mm -hmm. to conserve it in times where was really, yeah, hard. So yeah, I do it many times with different, uh, chemics or natural stuff. Mm -hmm. And I finally, uh, yeah, succeed to, Uh, have this quality a bit that it's dry, but at the same time it stay like uh, flexible and that it uh, goes through times. And yeah, and I just cover the woods like with it. And in a way we link it also because in the shape, uh, in the texture of the skin, mm -hmm. there is this kind of really strange patterns that also make us think of the worms. And so it's really spontaneous also connection and this one was really a visual connection like kind of the same lines that yeah you, well what is funny about it is that you 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 work a lot with language with linguistics with uh, imagined linguistics actually so there's mm. some kind of communication or non-communication because i mean it's not possible yeah. to read what the worms actually write but there's an idea of that it could be a language um A bit to the side of that, uh, you worked with two on this last project that you worked, uh, that yeah. you talked about. Um, how did you split the work, or did you always agree on what collaboration you were between working? two women? Because yeah, no, yeah, we were never agree. <laughs> 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 like, but in a way, we decide at the start that even that everything was really from the emulation. Uh, of the fact to be two. So even if sometimes it was more the idea of Chantal, you will say, or more my idea, uh, at the end we present uh, the installation uh, with our two names and uh, we decide to don't identify which piece mm -hmm. was making 
by uh yeah by who mm-hmm. so because even if i know clearly that chantal does more that and i does more that that uh i think it's really come from uh the process we share together the conversation just the fact to be two in the same space for six months so we decide that uh, everything has come from our double brain in a way And Chantal has a background of art and linguistic too, or uh, no? no? She uh, she has more background in photography, uh-huh. but so she has more the skill also of chemics, for example, that I di- didn't have. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting, of course, because she knew a lot about how to conserve our photographic process. So it was uh, really, let's say, her input also uh, in the project. And it's funny because for yeah for the for this project she worked mostly with casting the the pattern like uh, and when I asked her what was the link a bit she saw with her practice of photography uh, she really said that it's the positive negative is coming back also in this research and that she for her it was really like a continuation of this uh, principle so yeah interesting. Yeah, the interesting question for me was exactly that. You were working together and actually yeah. you're working on something of coding, decoding and so on, but uh, as a process of being um, defined by two persons, mm-hmm. you're constantly in the same situation. You have to understand what you're actually talking yeah. about. So uh, we were, you reflect on that. We were a bit laughing about this because Chantal comes from the Netherlands and I'm French. And so sometimes we were speaking English together. And sometimes we didn't understand each other. So I believe she wanted to go in this direction, but I misinterpreted because of this yeah, border of language. So we were also constantly thinking, okay, we have to make the effort to translate each other, to understand deeper how the other use the language. It's not the same. So at the end, we, we also, uh, yeah, see ourselves as she's like, a part of the language, like she's, for example, the line, and I'm more the the seeds, okay. and we try to communicate, but <laughs> it's not always working. Yeah. In in general, the um, idea of lost in translation and especially gained in translation or won in translation, the added meaning, how important is that for your work? Um, I mean, what what I like it's when a language uh, can slip. Easily, I mean, you make a little mistake of pronunciation or slip, yeah, yeah, and then suddenly it's another story. And this, I really like that it's open, yeah, new new door, let's say. And for me, I construct a bit my narrative like this by always playing with a double meaning of a word or with the yeah homo homophony or homogram of a, of a word. I find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. What's homogram as a word? Uh, it's uh, two words I think that have that write the same but have a different uh-huh. meanings or something like this. So for me, I, it's I always allow me also to uh, play with language. This and of course here I speak a lot English and I make a lot of mistakes. And there is this moment that I believe I really speak about a special subject and all the others understand something else because I make a mistake. And I quite like because then suddenly uh, the daily life is turned into a fiction, like really fictional because it's, yeah, it's story. And this, 
I really like to play like that with language. Do you see yourself in the kind of French tradition? That, because I mean, we have that in German as well. But I think it. I think works. almost every tradition. Yeah, but in, in French yeah. it works in a very specific way. If you have Marcel Duchamp with this yeah, uh, yeah. anemic cinema <laughs> and, and all these stuff, I always liked it and it's untranslatable. It doesn't work. Yeah. You, I mean, you can translate it, but it doesn't. It collapses in some way. Yeah, I think every language has a different uh, game quality. So in French, yeah, you can play in a certain way. It works really, really well. But I find, yeah, that some games are better in English, for example. So I don't know, for a previous project, I used French because it was the only language who can work with what I wanted to do because it was more playful for this game. But I mean, I don't know every language, but I'm sure every language has, yeah, a special mechanics that, that allow certain games or not. So as you tell, I think there is, yeah, stuff that I can do only in French, other only in English. Uh, I know only two languages, so I choose between yeah. <laughs> one or the other. When I have to start a project, I'm always thinking, okay, it will be better to write in French because it's more the spirit I want or it's, it, But then you go to the visual language, which is a totally different thing, right? It's not. It's, uh, yeah, but have, yeah, I try installations to, and how uh, does that work? Yeah, for example, for uh, with the image, you can also uh, do that a bit as in the same way quality of the language. So it's like un rebut, or I don't know. You can also, in a way, turn the image to uh, make it tell something else, mm -hmm. like. For example, with the, with one of my projects, I draw a kind of a spider web, mm -hmm. but in a way, some people see like a broken windows or something else. Like, so an image is also open to interpretation. And at the moment, there is space for that. There is space also to play and turn it away. And yeah, like, uh, but you create both images and sculpture pieces. Mm -hmm. How do you see the different languages of, uh, two dimensional works or in, Well, yeah, when I do installation, I want that all the different, uh, pieces, let's say, even if it's drawing or photography or sculptures, I really try that they, they, yeah, to create a dialogue between them. So for me, they become like a, like a little lexicon of a, of a language. Mm -hmm. Like, but I really try that there is a kind of an interaction. As I tell you, sometimes it's just, okay, visually, a visual link, this remind me that, like, it is the same pattern, so you link it. It's already a kind of a language. Sometimes it's more subtle than that, but... So it's always two languages, at least two languages, maybe one visual, one uh, more spoken language, mm. and there's a clash between them, or you find a similarity between them. So that's more or less what you yeah. you see you do in most of your works. Yeah, mm. it's mainly yeah. Con sometimes it's a, a kind of a stupid connection, like it's even a, a, I would say a, a, a jeu de mots, mm. a play a word, a pun. A pun? Okay. Yeah, like, uh, so I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just thinking, ah, okay, this word sounds exactly like this one. And so there is the, the drawing of this and the sculptor will represent the other meaning, for example. So I play with this different level of meaning and of reality that can take different shape. So you're outside of both languages or are you? Yeah, it's really, 
Or it's really a free screen. use of language, uh -huh. let's say, like without... Uh, are you creating something, the third thing with it? Or are you telling us about each language something else by the translation of the other language? Yeah, yeah. no, it's really something... At the end, it's really something else. I'm not really attached that at the end it's really, uh, let's say, uh, really uh, understandable language. It's more like... Un charabia, we will say mm -hmm. in French, so meaning there is no meaning and you have to accept it. Mm -hmm. You can only, so everything is a bit, have a double sense and you can choose. I mean, it's up to you to choose one meaning or the other, but there is no good answer in a way like. Um, the future project. <laughs> um, you, you, you're currently working on a project where you said uh, before, that it's not so far developed yet that it has a shape or whatever. Mm. But uh, nevertheless, I think it's, it's a bit connected to what you were just talking about, because maybe you want to say what you're working on right now without like limiting it already. Yeah, I will try to keep it like uh, concis, I don't know what to say, short. short. But yes, so um, the title of the preview show, Terror Linguistic Tale, it comes from a book of uh, Ursula Le Guin. Mm -hmm. um, she made the author of the Acacia Seed, and on it, it's three short novels, and one of the novels is like... Uh, um, the journal of the Terror Linguistic, and she presented as the study of uh, human and non-human language. And so you have scientists that decipher like language of plants, language of animals, uh, like ants, for example. And she really use, uh, because she's also a translator, she really use the same mechanism that someone will use for translating, but with animals. And so she also studied the movement and tried to... Uh, Yeah. But the like, book itself is fiction. Yeah, it's totally fiction. It's just like, yeah. And so I was really catched by this uh, fiction and by this narrative. And now I'm searching in this direction in fiction, like, uh, yeah, books that use ling uh, uh, yeah, linguistics uh, to uh, explain other words or other, to understand other species. So I'm searching in this direction, like... Um, So it's not like a invent, invented language. It's not about this. It's only how human try to enter in connection with other species and how they, they, yeah, they try to understand by the language or by the gesture or by the touch. So, so their language imitates the gesture of the other species. How do they, uh, if, no, if it's they, not creating new language, what is it? It's more a story of interaction. So, okay. yes, yeah, some, some species will not use words, of course. So it will be more, you have to analyze like a movement or the even country. like a smell. I don't know. Like, so it's because it's fiction, you know, we don't really ask for proof in a way. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, When they explain in that they, they can recognize a smell and this smell means this, then you can you have the potential to imagine, yeah, a total other words, uh, a word, a word. No. <laughs> yeah, like also. The world, <laughs> the world this, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah, so for the moment, it's really, uh, yeah, it's really open. Like I don't know the, the result or 
which uh, where which shape it will take. But I'm just searching in this direction. So you're researching so. now, or are you writing now? So you're just looking for new yeah, uh, I'm stories. Not, I'm not really writing. I'm only reading mm -hmm. for the moment. Yeah. So what are you reading? So mm -hmm. I read uh, Memoir of the Space, wo Space Woman. Mm -hmm. That is just about this a woman who By travel. Who? I, I don't know. Naomi Mitchell's. Okay. Like <laughs> but yeah, and it just a woman who travel in the space, uh, yeah, through the space. Um, and she interact with other species, but there is one rule for, for the adventurer like this is that they can't interfere with the other species. So they spend months in contact with, yeah, species that they don't know. And of course, they develop some feelings, positive or negative for this species. And, uh, yeah, so if they try to interfere with them, they are punished by the law uh -huh. uh, because they have to let the environment as it is. So some, of course, because they really like a species, they try to overprotect them from predators, for example, or they try to change something in the climate that could make them stronger or, or give them maybe a trick to, I don't know. And so this, It's considered as an interference and you're punished by law for that. So it's really uh, interesting and it's, of course, mirroring a bit uh, with the our actual society who also try, for example, to control a lot the environment or the, um, yeah, like the, the climate change and stuff like that. But sometimes by uh, interfering in a little, uh, you destroy like a complete pattern, let's say, because you don't have the full knowledge to understand that this have a meaning in a bigger pattern. And if you touch this, you will probably change the whole uh, construction. So yeah, it's basically this, but yeah, it's only reading research for the moment. Sounds really interesting. It seems like a language that you learn the rules of it, but you're, you're not allowed to speak it, which is a yeah. tough thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, anything else you would like to add? Um, no, <laughs> that's all I think. No, it sounds really nice. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what you're presenting next. Because right. It's really like nice when you're in a process and it's entirely open. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it could be again installation or visual things. Maybe it's something acoustical, so I don't know. Yeah. Just to counter the untranslatable meanings. Of certain things or so we can translate again. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, thank you. Very yeah, much. thank you very thank much for sharing. <laughs> <laughs>